Welcome to Newbridge Christian Community, a place we experience perfection unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Join us as Pastor David Ogenero teaches and divides the word of truth. Be blessed as you listen to the sermon. In, In Christ, Christ, we are God's new breed. I want to get assurance. How do I know I am saved? Praise the Lord. And these things are very, very important. Somebody may look at you and say, that your church self, na so Bible study, so Bible study, so Bible study. Every time, Bible study. So by too much Bible study. I'll say somebody say that it's not by too much Bible study. See, see, you can over know. You can no, 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 you know. <laughs> Do you remember Adam and Eve? The wrong understanding of the scripture can cost you your eternity. Satan came and told Eve, Has the Lord not said, Has the Lord said that if you eat of this tree, you shall surely die? Eve replied and said, we shall not even touch it. For oh, God is not mentioning anything about touching. We only talked about eating. I don't have time. I would have shown you all the. Sister Nancy said, You shall not surely die. That was a twist of information. Twist. Go to verse. I think we should read this. Read this thing. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Ye hath God said, He shall not eat of every tree of the garden. <laughs> and the woman said unto him, We may not eat, we may eat of the, of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Continue. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall he touch it, lest ye die. You see, she added something else. See, if you touch it, you will die. When she touched it, she died. Mm-hmm. And I have explained to you that. Spiritual death is what? Separation from God. God was not alarmed when she touched it. It was when she ate it. God is not angry with you when you are tempted. It's when you yield to temptation. Also, there is more to this thing. Bible. It's too important. Do you realize that when Eve ate the fruit, God did not come. It was when Adam ate the fruit. And he said, Adam, what hast thou done? We say, Adam, did God not see everything? Let me tell you. <laughs> now that the church is here, by now we grew the algorithm limiting this kind of esoteric information. Yeah. If Adam did not eat the fruit, it would have been good. Nothing would have changed. The corrupted seed was Adam's seed. The seed 
That's why when the Bible says, talks about sin in the book of Romans, it says, Adam transgressed and everyone in him. They say, e, woman's our problem. It's not woman. It's man. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm trusting God in the next few years. People will still, you will still leave the word of God that you look at your life. You say, yes. I'm a product of the world. Yeah. Not just in knowing doctrine, but in the victory of God in your life. Are you following me? Doctrine that has become a reality. The victory over the works of Satan, over darkness. So, salvation, how it happened. And last week, we said, we looked at some scriptures. We said the gospel must be preached. So, the gospel must be preached. We said next that the person must hear the gospel with a ready heart. And we spoke about the heart factor, how the heart, the heart of the person hearing the gospel. You know, as we're explaining how salvation happens, we're also explaining why it doesn't happen in certain cases. And all that is hard factor. We, I, I showed you, I took you to where Jesus talked about different scenarios. Stony heart. And I was going to you that all those wayside, stony, thorns, all of them were not saved. They gave signs of salvation. And there were different issues. Some, the people at the wayside did not understand it. That was the problem. So, them understanding it is of it. They must understand it. That's why we must teach. They must understand the message. Then we talked about stony heart. This one understood it, responded with joy. Christ has paid for your sins. He has taken care of it. Then persecution arise because of the word. And I began to tell you that see, when a person hears God's word and wants to walk in it, the devil will attack you. Not because you did anything wrong, but because of the word. The Bible says because of the word, persecution and tribulation arose because of the word. You know, when you tell people, well, come to Christ, all your problems will be solved. See, some of them, they come to Christ. That's when the problem will start. See, the problem will start that time. I told you that once the devil sees that one has dropped me someone's that they will call on the assassin and say, Guy, bring your AK 47. You, bring your bazooka. Arrange your ammunition. That direction, start shooting. The day you say you want to stop this thing, ah! That's when you will already get like this. Say, put your. Persecution arose because of the word. By and by, it's offended. So the word does not stay. And I said, this, those things regarding the heart issue, we're supposed to bring us to prayer. That's how we pray. We rebuke darkness. So, you, when, it, when you are preaching the gospel, you tell him that Satan will come to distract you. Many times, what I'm also showing you is that many times, when you preach the gospel, that's not even the time they get saved. Because the word must enter their hearts. Ready heart. Then we next talk about okay. We talk about understanding. We must understand it. Now, a ready heart plus understanding. One other factor we put there: the Holy Spirit will begin to impress it upon their heart. You can't remove that factor. The Holy Ghost. And we showed instances where Bible says, and they were pricked in their heart. They were pricked in their heart to cause them to believe it. At the point of believing, 
something will happen. They will call upon the Lord. They will turn to the Lord by themselves. That turning to the Lord, no man must do it. No man, see, that turning to the Lord is not, is not supposed to happen as a result of any man's force. No man must force you. Are you following this? Check out many families that they force children to serve God most of the time. That's not when they will serve God. That's when they will rebel. Praise the Lord. He said they will turn to the Lord. And so we saw many scriptures. Call upon the name of the Lord and they will receive forgiveness of sins and salvation. They will receive. We'll talk about something, talk about the spirit. Oh, today we'll go deeper into it. Praise Jesus. We'll go deeper into it. Now, Number one thing I want you to understand when it comes to the things of God is there is nothing about God's redemptive work that is too deep for you to understand. That is way above you. Are you following this? You know, people say, hmm, just they do, you don't know who they say, you don't know. Who. Now, God knows. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. See, we are not sure. There are, there are some people are, forget who oh, they are doing like that. This but that God know. See, on that last day, everyone will full of surprises. That God knows. See, just they pray, say that day God shall <laughs> There is nothing that is like that. See, God wants to be known. God is not a secret cause. Are you following me? Working with God is not a secret cause. Even sometimes, we ministers can make it look like the secret cause. We can make it look like there is something so special about me that you cannot assess. It's not true. Are you following this? First John one verse five. First John chapter one from verse five. Father, I receive speed in Jesus' name. Yeah. It says, This then is the message we heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. Do you see that? And in him is no darkness at all. God is what? Light. I've also heard that God sometimes can give you a punishment. Give give a punishment to to teach them a lesson. Look at it here. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. God does not use punishment to teach people lessons. People suffer punishment or consequences as a result. People suffer mishaps as the consequences as a consequence of the things they did, for instance, if I warn you, don't do this thing. It's not because I'm the one that is preparing the trouble. I'm the one warning you. Don't do and don't do this thing. Why? Because I've seen the problem. Then you go ahead and do it. They say, Oh, God is punishing because it's okay. No, that problem that God was trying to prevent you from, you ran into it. I know people can bring up all manner of scenarios. Uh, what about the angel of death? How <laughs> do an angel call angel of death? There is no angel of death. There is, him is no darkness at all. The angel of death, his name is that Satan. That was the devil. That angel of death is the devil. That's why he needed a sign. Because if without that sign, you kill everybody. That's the virtuousness, the, the wickedness. Satan hates man. Oh. Hmm. And also in the Old Testament, there was no revelation of Satan. So something will happen. Okay, a good example, Job. 
Satan came and influenced the life of Job and scattered things. You must know this. See, when you see things happen, evil things happening in a sequence, you lost your money. This one is adding at you. You are losing this. Of course. Go somewhere and start praying in tongues. Get your hands on my finances. In the name of Jesus. Rebuke the devil and he will flee. Don't let it pass. You understand? From nowhere. Just kill one arrow from me. Ah! In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. You may say that thing and nothing will change. But something has happened. Are you following me? Don't let it pass. You had a terrible dream. Wake up. And you know that that's not. God is not trying to tell you a message. Ah, from where is this one coming from? Rebuke it. Praise the Lord. Okay. Let's go on. So, God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. Now, the next thing I want you to get is when it comes to the issue of um, salvation and assurance of salvation, there are two major concepts. Two, uh, I don't, I'm trying to avoid the word doctrine, but that's, that's it. Doctrine. The two major doctrines. And many times, those two get mixed up. It is the doctrine of security and assurance. Security and assurance. And many times we mix these two up. That's even those who have started understanding things like this. They mix it up. So I'll have to explain the differences. Now, the doctrine of security is the commitment of God. Hmm? to keep that which he has saved. Are you following me? The doctrine of assurance is the proof he keeps in the saved to show that that saved is secured. Are you following me? I will come again. The doctrine of security is God's commitment to keep the saved saved. Are you following? The doctrine of assurance is the proof he keeps in the saved to let him and everyone around know this one is my own. Are you following this? Did you get it? And now, we will see this clearly in the Bible. This is how, see, this is, when you see, when you understand this, this will make you, you can ascertain, when you meet a person that is not saved, and you stay with him, it's not something you can find out in one minute, you get when you stay with the person one week, two weeks, three weeks, these two can tell you whether the person is going to heaven or is going to heaven. Later, we should concerning making heaven. How do we make heaven? How do you know we are making heaven? So, I will talk about this and this, but this will be stronger this week. Assurance will be stronger this week. Security will be stronger next week. And then it is another security will be handling things like can salvation be lost? What is the sin of blasphemy? Are you following me? So if a man wakes up one day and says, I no longer believe in Jesus, is this still saved? Things like suicide. If a Christian commit, if a Christian commits suicide, is he is he going to heaven or is he going to hell? Wonder security will touch all these things. But let's touch assurance today. So, 
let me let's look at some scriptures. First John chapter five from verse thirteen. First John chapter five from verse thirteen. He says, "These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life." Do you see this? So, according to this verse. If you believe in the name of the Son of God, you have eternal life. But how do you know you have eternal life? Okay, I have eternal life. It's like saying, if you call me this evening, I will send you $30,000. So, you call me. So I tell you, then I... I'll send you thirty thousand dollars. How will I know you sent me thirty thousand dollars? <laughs> Are you seeing this? So this scripture is technically a security scripture. Who is following this? Let's turn around, man. John chapter six, from verse thirty-seven to forty. John chapter six. Or let, let's just read verse 40. He says, And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which sheareth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Let's jump to... Let's jump to... 1 John chapter 4 from verse 15. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. Hmm, it's true. So, Father, I confess that Jesus is the Son of God. So, that means, according to the scripture, if I have confessed that Jesus is the Son of God, that means God dwells in me, and I in God. How do I know? And the last on this, Sprinkles of security scriptures. John 10, verse 28. There are more, there are plenty. But let's look at this. John 10, verse 28 to 29. It says, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Are you seeing this? It's God's commitment. God's commitment. So if a person is saved, Jesus is saying, no person, no man can pluck them out of my hand. Not even the man himself. No man can pluck them out of my hand. Go to the next verse. My father which gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. So if something happened, my, my hand, something happens with my hand, for adventure, my hand is shaky. Just know, Shia, it's not just my hand too. It's my father's hand too. I'm holding it. Okay, so how do you know that you are among those who the father is holding? How do you know that you are among those that can never be plucked out of the Father's hand? You see, these things are so important because, see, there are people, there are a lot of people who have come to church and they are among the stony places. There was one time they responded for joy. Then, they do what they call, they got baptized by water. So, and when you see them, when you see their lives, you know, guy, you say, you know me, I was baptized. I'm an elder in the church. They start talking about all those things. If I've gone to preach to people and 
I've not even said you are a sinner. Come and believe. They just say, see. You know the kind of preaching I used to do. By preaching passive. We've not even gone to, we've not been saying believe or repent. So, let's go to assurance. Let's go to assurance. How do we know that we are among those? How do we know that we are among those that are held by the Lord? How do you know? How can you be assured that I'm among those who are secured? Do you get it now? Okay. I remember when I was thinking about this teaching one day. I was passing somewhere. They were now playing assurance. I said, Jesus. I said, God, let me not make mistake and sing this thing in the church. <laughs> they praise the Lord. Right now, we'll be talking about the assurance of salvation. Lift your hands and sing. Everybody just say, Jesus. He said, Even you. Kai. It is well. Okay. First John chapter 4 from verse 13. Now, you will start seeing even the same tenses that were used when we explained the idea of security. You will start using it. It says, Have I know we that we dwell in him and that he in us because are you seeing this? Because he has given us of his spirits. Remember that time they say he that believes believes in God. God dwells in him and he in God. Now he's saying you, how do you know that you dwell in God and God dwells in you? Because he has given us of his spirit. That's why last week I told you that when a man believes and becomes saved, God sends his spirit. That Holy Spirit is the seal of salvation. Is the assurance of salvation. That Holy Spirit is the assurance of salvation. Let me give you. Let's please, let's look at some things. Galatians four. I will explain further. I will, I, will, I will explain. Galatians four. We are ministry known for clarity. Galatians chapter four from verse six. He says. Galatians 4. And because ye are sons. Okay, read verse, verse 5 to verse 6. So Jesus came and redeemed that we under the Lord that we may receive the adoption of sons. So because of Jesus, men can now be adopted into God's family, right? So let me go deep into that. And because ye are sons, God had sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying of our Father. <clears throat> so, I believe in Jesus Christ. He said to them, He came unto His own, and His own received Him not, but as many that received Him, to them He did what? He gave them power to become the sons of God. So, if I believe on Him, that power there is actually authority or legal rights. I've received the legal right to become a son of God. And now that I've received it, what does he do? He sends the spirit as an assurance that I've become a son. Praise the Lord. So now, we're supposed to now start asking, what are the proofs that the Holy Spirit has come? Are you getting this? Are you following the progression? <laughs> because, I think it was you that asked that question. Many people claim to have believed, but they have mental assets. <laughs> they say they have repented. Uh, but you will see them, even the way they act about the things of God, you know, this thing has not become everything to you. Imagine you are going for, imagine you are going for a church. I don't like using this example because it makes a lot of sense. Imagine you are in school and you are going for a church. Only for you to get close to the building, you see all your other classmates coming and saying there is no test. Then, <laughs> somebody is leaving her hands and she will be happy. <laughs> then, 
You now see your lecturer driving and say, don't worry, the test has been postponed. Then you see, keep on going, there is test. There is test. When they say, are you not hearing? Or didn't you understand what was said? If you will notice that you are beginning to come here. Are you not hearing? Are you not understanding what they are saying? When you preach to a person, eh? You preach to a person, and after the while, the person is not even interested. In, chances are he did not hear, neither did he understand. It has not entered. Are you following me? Now, the reason why it's looking like this to you because I'm talking about the spiritual reality. Because it's spiritual. Praise the Lord. So, when a person believes, that same time, the Holy Spirit, once the person believes and calls out to the Lord, and, say, and begins to, the thing is not really, like I said last week, it's not really about crying for your sins. Are you following me? God wants to bring you to that point where you see that the, the only way, the only way to become approved in God's sight is not by your struggle, it's by Christ Jesus. He wants to bring you to that point where you surrender to Him. Do you understand? Where you look to Him alone as the only way. Not even worrying about your own sins, but about finally, I cannot do it by myself. Are you following me? Everyone does not help those who help themselves. Everyone helps those who are helpless. Everyone helps those who are helpless. Praise the Lord. So when a person believes the Holy Ghost is sent, I've shown you two verses and that. Just one more verse and We'll go further. Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10. Because of time, I should have explained this, this, this thing about the Holy Spirit much more deeper. Hebrews 10. Thank you, Father. Just begin to tell the Lord, Lord, as this word is going, open my spirit man to understand it more. Just begin to tell him, Holy Ghost. Oh, open my spirit to get it. Open my heart to understand it better. Open my heart to understand it better. Ke baraba barabara shata komala heya kumbrasike tekonya. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Now, talking about Jesus in Hebrews chapter ten, from verse twelve, he says, "But this man, that's talking about Jesus, right? After he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever." sat down on the right hand of God from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. Verse 14. For by one offering he had perfected forever them that are sanctified. <laughs> so, remember I was telling you about the gospel in his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. Christ died for our sins on the earth. Yes, it is true Christ died for our sins. But the place where our sins were actually blotted out was in the heavens. <laughs> That's the gospel in his ascension now. That's what we are talking about now. He, the Bible says he left captivity. He ascended up on her. He went there. And it was there. He now offered his blood and said, see this blood. I have actually done it. I died for them. He said... For by his offering, by one offering, he has perfected forever. So anyone of us who believes he has perfected us forever, meaning God will not hold your sins against you. Praise the Lord. Someone say, hey, God hold my sins against me. Okay? After that, that means it's time to flex. Flexing time has started. That's what you miss it. Because you will see something else from that verse 12. But this man, after that, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God from henceforth 
expecting till his en- enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Verse 15. Whereof the Holy Ghost is a witness to us. Are you seeing this? The Holy Spirit is what? A witness to us that our sins have been blotted out and we have been perfected in God's sight. Let's go, go on. Wherefore the Holy Ghost is a witness to us. For after that he has said before, verse 16. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, said the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and in their minds I will write them. Now, when your sins, have been, your, your sins and all the mistakes you've done in life have been taken care of by the blood of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is sent forth into your heart and what happens is that you now become a new person. So, that life of sin now has now been created by a new covenant. Do you understand? God now begins to write new codes inside of you. So, a person who has believed cannot come and start saying, I can't I will not start flexing because his former sins, yes, all the things, even the mistakes, even the spiritual mistakes have been covered, but actually he's not a new person. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has been sent forth as a witness to write a new code. Are you listening? This teaching debunks that idea of one save forever save, you can do whatever you want to do to life. One save forever save, it is true. That is security. But the proof that you are once saved forever saved is that you are a new man. Assurance. Are you following me? Yes. You are a new man by the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit will come and work out a new man in you. So the Holy Spirit in you is the assurance. Say after me, I'm assured. I'm assured. Glory! Glory! He begins to make new desires in you. New Man of God, I love so much called new propensities. Now, that's why when by the time you now go back to the scriptures, the things Jesus taught and the apostles taught, you start seeing things like if ye then be risen with Christ, set your affairs. Those are assurance scriptures. That means if you are among those who are risen, you have to start desiring spiritual things. You may not be perfect. Well, you have to start. Let's. Who is following the idea now? Let's let's go on. I think we should, I will start with. I think I should start with the words of Jesus. Start with the words of Jesus. Matthew chapter seven. I start with the words of Jesus. Matthew seven. Now, by the time I'm doing this, just supposing between the epistles, the words of you see that Christ eh, and the apostles taught the same thing. Let's look at this. Matthew 7 from verse 13. It says, Enter ye in at what? The straight gates. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. Don't rush it, don't rush it, don't rush it. Enter here in at the what? Straight gate. So, there is a gate. Enter here in at the straight gate. For wide is the way, is the gate, and broad is the way. So, this is the straight gate. This is the wide. You say wide is the gate, right? This is the wide gate. And there is a broad way. So this is the broad way. This is the wide gate. This is the straight gate. Let's find out more. The next verse. Because straight is the gate. So he has gone back to the gate, right? Straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. So there is a straight gate. Eh? And there is a narrow way. Security is the gate. Assurance is the way. Are you following this? So, the proof that you came through the straight gate is that you are now walking on the narrow way. You are not saved by works, but once you become saved, God will begin to produce good works in you. Now, who is? Are you following me? 
You cannot believe it as though you are on the Broadway and claim to have come to the straight gates. Uh-uh. Mm. Let's read this thing. Which led unto life, and few there be that find it. Verse 15. But where are false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are revenue hopes? Verse 16. I don't want to talk about that. There is a reason he mentioned that. Later we'll find out. He says, Ye shall know them by their fruits. Now, he has left this analogy. He has gone to that one. Fruits. Take note. Fruits. There is S. Fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? So, under the fruit analogy, you cannot go to a tree. Eh? <laughs> of uh, grapes and collect tons. And you see the things you are producing tons, tons, tons. You know, some this tree is even tons. <laughs> now can you go to a tree of figs and get tissues or tissues? The next says, he says, even so, every good tree bringeth forth what? Good fruits. Go back. Even so, every good tree bringeth forth, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruits. Fruits. Stop here. That means if you go to a tree of orange, now let's assume it goes an orange tree. And two oranges are bad. All the others are good. Is it a good? Is it a good tree? If you go to a tree, all the fruits are bad. All the fruits are bad. Is it a good tree? He says, by their fruits, fruits, fruits. Let me tell you what the Christian life is. I believe in Jesus. The Holy Spirit has been sent into my heart. He start working on me. Sometimes I walk, sometimes I stumble. Sometimes I walk again, I stumble. But as time progresses, you will see, because God has made up his mind that the same, he must keep saving me. He will keep improving me. Somehow, somehow, I'm getting better. Sometimes I even mourn about my sins, or not even pray, say, Oh, this thing, why am I not even praying? Why is my life like this? That sign, that feeling of I need to be better spiritually, is actually a proof that you are saved. That whip over your mistake is improved. So you get getting better. By their fruits, you shall know them. You by the time people look at your life say, This guy. Christ is there. Why? The Holy Spirit is working something. The Holy Spirit is working something. The other one. Oh man, I want to go to church. Oh, ah! oh man. Something happened, something happened. Then he goes, guys, he knows this. He goes back completely. Goes back to the world. Goes back to the world. Such that and continues beginning to enjoy it. It's not that he's, he goes back and is not thinking, ah. No, he's enjoying the world. The Bible says, he's in the world. There are many, see, one of the problems of the Christian faith today, there are many people that love the world, they are still in the world, they love it, they are enjoying it, they are having fun with it, and they are still comfortable in church on Sunday, something. One of the jobs of the minister is to get you to the point where you are desirous of spiritual things. You may not have attained it. You may still be struggling. You may be missing your prayer time. Sometimes you want to read your Bible and you're not even making up. Sometimes you won't fall short, but you desire it. Christianity is the miracle of an exchange life and an exchange that will produce a new set of desires. Are you listening to this? I'm teaching you assurance. 
I'm teaching you the, the, I'm teaching you the whole counsel of God on the assurance of salvation. When you preach to a man who is saved, you say, ah, thank you, thank you. But man, man, right now I'm busy. He doesn't act as though he knows the value of this thing. Do you understand? He may be a long time smoker, but as you are saying that thing, something with you resonates that you've talked of this thing before. Are you following me? No desire. <laughs> That's why I don't rate I don't rate people generally by how much they give. It's their heart first. So we will give us though they are helping. Let's help let us help those guys. Let us help the church. Let's but when you begin to see, ah, what can I even do? So that is that teaching there. Now let's go, let's go on. Let's go on. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Continue. Every tree that bringing on forth good fruit is him that are cast into the fire. Now that's those who are not saved. Verse 20. Wherefore, by their fruits, now you see this again. By their fruits, ye shall know them. Now, I would have to get ahead of myself, but now, not everyone that calleth me Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. This is what he wanted to say. For he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Should I treat? No, I will, I will not have a for that temptation. I will treat the next week. I will treat the next week. You will now say that that thing. You that has believed and is beginning to have these things I'm talking about, you are not among them. Praise the Lord. So, when you go to the epistles, you now begin to see them talking about it. Talking about this. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 2 as we begin to round up. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Say after me, I have the Holy Ghost in me. He's my seal of salvation. He's working good works in me. Praise the Lord. Okay. First Peter chapter 2. From verse 1. It says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice, and all guilt, and hypocrisies, and envies, and all evil speakings, as newborn babes, Desire, are you seeing this now? Desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. See verse 3. If so be, are you seeing that if now? You this if and eh, you will begin to see now that this is if, if, if. So that you can check. If so be that you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, meaning if you have tasted of the Lord's grace, what will happen? You will begin to desire the milk of the word of God. You begin to just the same way a newborn people desire him. All of a sudden, you see the word there, the word. I saw your start at the right time. How you put the word is taught. A person who does not see, a person who has not tasted of the Lord's grace, when you are saying the word, I say, word, which word? You know why? He has not tasted of the Lord's grace, so he does not know what the milk of the word can look like. When you tell him the word of God is taught, amen. To him, church is association. Man, Gala, let's go. Oh. So, oh man, this I gonna applaud. Oh boy, tomorrow eh? we will show them for that church. Oh boy. Then maybe there's one girl, one fine girl, they notice in the church. Those who time me that girl. So we enter praise the Lord. Just sit down. So that when you are praying, doesn't do too much. Oh, shabalabalabalabala. Oh, glory to God. Oh, the Holy Spirit is moving. Say, God. Maybe let's go. For instance, somebody fell in church. Say, I mean, I don't fall. I get God is sitting down on the road. Say, I love Jesus. I beg, I beg. I beg. Father, we thank you, Lord. 
Oh Jesus. The, the plan is they all finish this thing. Said like this. If so be that you have tasted, when you see when you get saved, when you hear the word, you want to you are desiring it. You want to. Am I saying that sometimes you not like some girls? That's enormous. God created good things now. Also, sometimes, but the word, the word is shut there. Are you following this? You desire the word, the milk of the word. Somehow, you, you are hungry to grow. Now you want to read books. Now you want to pray. Now you want to. Sometimes, someone you get and you react in a certain way. Later, you know. Your friend that is not saved is telling you, leave that thing. If I won't do more, save. That's why the Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is love. Now, when we say, you know, when they teach the fruit of the Spirit, many times they think fruit of the Spirit is okay. The fruit of the Spirit is, if you can remember, love, joy, peace, kindness. So, they are teaching it so that the person who is sit there will go and do it. That's wrong. Uh-uh. It is the fruit of the spirit. See? The spirit mingling with your spirit will begin to produce love on its own. So, your own job is to yield. So, there are some times where there's nothing, there's nothing good happening around you, but there's joy inside. You feel like singing. On your own, you are alone, and some you are in your mind. I love you, Lord. Oh, the overwhelming never. After a while, this girl, some will come inside. Assurance. <laughs> you you cast another one. Oh, the overwhelming never ending. Then I will come again. Totally one time. Stop. Totally me too. You find it. Get out. <laughs> As you are now on the road, the one of Jesus is still playing inside. But sometimes you may even be tempted to you join that other one. my papa You shoot small dead. But that one is still playing. Are you following me? So another time when you are coming, come back again. Because you are a new man. Hallelujah. Glory! Glory! <laughs> this is what we are talking about. You talking about as newborn babes. You are desiring the sincere. You are, you are changing. You will see another one now. Colossians 3. Should I start with Colossians 3? Let me see. Let's see. Colossians 3 from verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, are you seeing this now? Seek those things which are above. Now, are you seeing this if marker again? If. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not things on the earth, for ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Ha <laughs> ha. Hey! I remember one time I wanted to declare. I, I read the scripture. I said, For I am dead. Somebody like, My guy, you see the evil. So I like to quickly rush it. For you are dead, and your life is healed with Christ in God. Say, My life is healed with Christ in God. Amen. Now, see verse 4. When Christ, who is our life, hey, He's not just a part of your life, He's your life. Christ is my life. Say after me, Christ is my life. He's my life. He's my life. You will see them talking about this. When Christ is your life shall appear, then shall he appear with him in glory. Now see verse 5. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. Fornication, uncleanness, unordinate affection, evil concupiscence, covetous, the words of idolatry. He says, so now because you are light in darkness, you cannot begin to put off old works. 
It's not like you are putting up old rocks to become a man in Christ. No. It is that because you believe that you've come into Christ and the Holy Ghost is now in you, you cannot begin to stop. This is why it is pointless to go to see somebody that is doing something wrong and then you stop doing it. You cannot. That's his nature. Stop smoking. Stop. See, you're wasting your time. He cannot stop telling Christ has paid for your sins. Will you believe it? Somebody has taken your place. Can you accept it? Men and brethren, I present to you good news. Christ has paid it all for you. When that happens, but oh, I'm free now. Can I? That's why. That's why Romans chapter six says, "Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound?" Say, God forbid. Verse two now says, "How shall we that are dead to sin live any?" And let's go. Let's read it. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer daring? Verse three. Know ye not that so many of us are baptized into Jesus Christ, we are baptized into His death? Verse four. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. And like as Christ was laid up from the dead, even by the glory of the Father, we should also walk in the newness of life. So, we don't continue in sin. Not because, oh, we are going to. Nah, I don't need to go to church. Make a, make a, make a start to. No. Make a start to align. No. You are a new man, and suddenly, <clears throat> even though all my sins have been paid for, I'm a new man. So I said, okay, see if God made you a new man, why did he not pay for your future sins? As a new man, he's supposed to be perfect. No, God is a very airtight God. I follow him. He knew that as you became a new man, sometimes he make some mistakes, so he has paid for the mistake. A Christian does, should not and does not sin intentionally. When a person is planning sin, you say, okay, I will do that sin, then I'll God will forgive you. You are not saved. The man who is saved. Even though sometimes he falls short, he knows where his real desire is. Christ. This is the assurance. And lastly for today, Colossians chapter 1. On assurance. From verse 21. Now this is Paul talking to the church in Colossians. See what to say. From Colossians 1 verse 21. He says, And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, hath he not reconciled. Say, so he has reconciled me. <laughs> How did he do it? In the body of his flesh, through death, to present you what? Holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Now see verse 23. If ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and not be moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. Now, people have used scripture to say that, hmm, even though God has made you unreprovable and in his sight, if you don't continue in the faith, you will miss it. That's not what he's saying. He's saying that one of the ways you know people who have been made holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in God's sight. Remember I told you, by one of them he has perfected. So, in his sight, we are, we are perfect. Are you following me? Is that... They continue in the faith. Rather than settle down, they are not moving away from the hope of the gospel which they've heard. So, things may happen. The guy may, things may scare the guy away, but last, last, that guy will come back. He said, when you see a person, upon all the temptations, all the falling, he still came back, he still remained grounded. Somehow, he still remains settled. Upon no, there's a way to be planted. You try to blow the tree, it will go there. You blow it, you go like this. You blow it. Last, last, to come back. So when you see a person, after all the blowing, <laughs> after all the work, work you see, where shall we go? <laughs> last, last. <laughs> this is who we are. Now here we die. Amen. <laughs> that means he's among those who Christ has made holy and only unblameable and only provable in his sight because of the Spirit. Are you understanding it? So the Spirit is the one that makes it possible. Spirit, the Spirit, just begin to pray. Give him praise. Say, The Holy Ghost is in me. Oh, Shabbalaka Tabada. He's giving me new desires. So, you say, I don't even know the Holy Ghost has come, but you, you notice that you believe, you, you started taking 
taking God seriously. One time, and you started desiring spiritual things. Sometimes you straight up, but if you desire it, you still desire it. You have you have been marked. Now begin to declare, I remain grounded. I remain grounded. Unmovable. 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 Shabala gabala bakon teke bambo sepelas. The Bible says, Yeah, of God, little children, and I have overcome them. From greater is he that is in you. Greater. The Holy Spirit is in you. That is Christ in you. Greater is he that is in you. That he that is in the world. Christ is in me. Greater is, in, is the one in me than he that is in the world. I am of God because the greater one lives in me. I am of God because the greater one lives in me. Thank you for listening to the sermon. We hope you have been blessed by the teaching. Please visit our website, newbridgeccng.org, to download more of our sermons. Remain blessed.